everyone, this is episode 754 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, January 8th, 2021. I am your host, Mark Dijanez, and today, gosh darn it, it's going to be a short show, and I mean it. I seriously mean it this time. If it goes long, if this somehow manages to go over a half hour, I will be shocked. I am saying this will be around 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm... I'm putting myself out there with that. That's that's a bit of a that's a bit of a risk. But anyway, I am saying today will be a short show because not all that much has come out since the last episode. And even if new games have come out, I haven't really played much of anything. But I have dabbled with this and that, and I have watched a fair share of movies. My fair share of movies. Uh, including My Fair Lady. That's a lie. I didn't, but I said My Fair Share, and I just thought, oh, that sounds like My Fair Lady. I should say I watched that. I should say I should say I watched that. But, yeah. So, this episode going to be real quick. I do have more NBA 2K21 to talk about, I guess. A weird thing I'm doing in Skater XL. And then Space Base Startopia, which is the one new thing I'm playing. It is an early access game, just made its way to Xbox preview program, the Xbox preview program. I think it's been available in early access on PC or either there was a beta, I'm not sure. But uh, I've dabbled with that. And then a handful of movies and TV shows, including Ted Lasso, Soul, uh, Onward, Wonder Woman 1984, Libel Lady, and Arabesque. Those last two are oldies. So you probably are like, what the fuck are those two? But uh, I enjoyed both, and that's why I'm talking about them. But yeah, before I get into what very little I've been playing and what lotta I've been watching, uh, I just want to continue with the updates to the site and things I'm thinking about doing content-wise and all that jazz. So this past week, I've been working on, one, finishing up the... Attack the Backlog episodes that I have in the works. I just finished Halo 2 last night, which is fun. And that might be the next one I put up. I think it would be a fun one to start off 2021 with. It's a ridiculous episode, and I break character twice. In the sense that I go off script because the voice I'm doing when I'm recording my father's bit, the, the words I put in his mouth, my voice gets ridiculous. And I just think it's insane what I'm doing with it. And I'm like, this is how I, I picture my father, I guess. And then near the end, I I apologize to him. And then I call him, spoilers, if you can spoil an episode of Attack the Backlog. I'll spoil the other one as well. Uh, I call him daddy. I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, daddy. And then I go off on how I've never called him daddy before and it's weird because i associate daddy with you know perversion and weird relationships like that one song what's your name who's your daddy is he rich like me <laughs> i love that song because of how fucking weird it is anywho wrap that episode up which was fun Putting together, and I got some stuff in there that is just like, here's a clip of this weird thing happening. I have text on there to explain what exactly is going on. Because for me, the experience, even though like 
it's a very weird episode of Attack the Backlog. It was a very weird experience for me because I was not playing it in the way I normally would because Halo is different from Call of Duty, which my father is familiar with. And so I was trying to be somewhat of a guide and just craft the best experience I could for him. And I fucking failed miserably. But yeah, it should be a fun episode. And then I finished a few days ago the Quiet Man episode, which was a fucking nightmare. I thought putting the video together was going to be the most fun part because I'm comparing it jokingly with the Quiet Man starring John Wayne and putting clips from that in it and trying to match things up in the best way possible was more troublesome than I expected it to be, and yeah, that 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 game is just a fucking nightmare all around. It's a nightmare to play. It's a nightmare to write about. It's a nightmare to make a video about. I hate that game so much. It is just like this thorn in my side that I'm happy to be done with. I think the episode turned out as good as it possibly can be, and to spoil that one, it ends with the Benny Hill theme song. Why? not gonna tell you i'm not giving you any context but you can you can watch that uh when that one comes out and then i just have the doom 2016 one to work on which is gonna be uh, it should be fun i was gonna say it, it should be the most fun but I, I had a lot of fun putting the halo 2 one together but doom 2016 is the one game of these three that i fucking enjoy the hell out of so it's just gonna be the one positive episode and i think I still have a Sands of Time episode in the bank, and I'm I'm probably going to hold that one for the launch window of the remake. So that should be fun. And my plan is to play a few more short games, maybe a lot more. Like I have this weird goal now to create a five- to six-month cushion with Attack the Backlog. One, so that I just feel more free than I've ever felt in terms of being able to work on other projects and to just have, even if I'm not working on other projects, just feel like I can spend a night off doing nothing. I am such the person who is always multitasking and, and finds doing one thing at a time incredibly stressful in a weird way it's just like okay if i just sit down to watch a movie and i'm not doing something else while i'm watching it i feel like i'm wasting time i'm like oh i need to min max you could say my life and everything i'm doing it and i, I think that's a toxic mentality which is why attack the backlog has always been great since i started that up because when i'm playing those games i'm not doing anything else i'm not listening to a podcast, I'm not watching anything. Those games I focus on so that I can give the best episodes I can so that I can write the best scripts and all that. And I'll take notes here and there just so like I'll know that this part of my videos will be where this clip is or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'd like to create a, a nice cushion with that. I want to then finish or just, yeah, finish putting together the video for the second run's episode of The Last of Us, which should be the first one, and then get a few of those in the bank. I really... So the plan with that would probably be just wrap that episode up so that there's at least one that's finished so that it... it that will make it feel real. Like it's an actual new series that I plan on doing. I'm, I'm questioning still 
the release schedule for that? How often the, the frequency do I want to do it on the off weeks of Attack the Backlog and then include it in the Attack the Backlog podcast uh, RSS feed? Or do I want to give it its own feed for just the people who want to listen to it via audio? You know, I'm, I'm bouncing back and forth between that and I want to play for the next one for that to the moon because I just love that game. I want to replay it and I want to enjoy the shit out of that. Like it's, it's a game that I could definitely use right now to just hit me with all the feels. And then I can transition into playing Finding Paradise for Attack the Backlog because I still haven't played that. And now that it's coming to Switch, I'm going to get that immediately and I'm going to play it there. So I'm excited about that. And yeah. Still, you know, messing around with other ideas for series and stuff to do. So I, 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 I'm I, just thinking about what I want to do, not what I feel like I should be doing for this or that, and, and avoiding anything that puts me into obligations that will hurt my creativity, my fun, my enjoyment of everything. So yeah, I've also been, in addition to working on that, I've been tidying up things and organizing things. So I've gone through my YouTube page and I've deleted a bunch of old videos that just like the quality wise isn't that great. And I've, I've hidden, privatized all the Xbox Live indie things. Nobody's really searching for that stuff anymore. And the quality isn't that great. And I, I think I'm just going to delete them because when you make a video private, you lose those views on your about page or whatever, your public views. So it, it doesn't really matter if I keep them around, unless I just want them for historical purposes, but I don't, I don't feel like I do, because I want to, I want to just have, like, here is the quality of work that I'm putting out there, and yeah, I've also deleted a bunch of posts from pixelatedsausage.com, nothing major just yet, I I don't know the extent of what I'm going to delete and how much I'm going to delete, but I, I deleted all the things that had to do with Xbox Live weekly sales and Steam sales and the Free Meat Friday thing I used to do because that stuff has no purpose anymore. And once I'm done cleaning everything up and have all the posts I want to keep and blah, 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 I'm going to, with older posts, fix them so that they are aligned with the current format and setup of the site so that the images are the same width and all that jazz. So that is a plan there, which will be, that is going to be a pain in the ass, 100%. Going to be a massive pain in the ass. But I think in the long run, to just have a nice congruency amongst everything will be pretty nice. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what's been going on in the behind the scenes of pixelated sauces and all that jazz. I got an email that I, I don't know about the legitimacy of it uh, or whatever, but I got an email telling me that On Amazingly Baka, my anime podcast, is a top podcast in Poland, which I think is incredibly amusing, if true, because that just seems weird. I, I would have to associate it with people seeing my last name and like, oh, it's fucking Polak, Polak, Polak. They're pointing at their phone, their computer screen, their whatever, and being like, Polak, Polak, Polak. I'm the Sicilian Pollock, everyone. Ah, ha, ha. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was a f- fun e- email to get. 
So I saved it. I archived that baby. Because, yeah, Poland pride. I'm, I'm a terrible Polish person. Anywho, so I haven't played all that much. Like I said, I've continued with NBA 2K21. I just finished my senior year of college. Uh, won all four years, you know, championship. And even now, some people are like, oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, there'll be a lottery pick. I, who, who knows? And I'm like, fucking God damn it. I took my school to four straight championship wins. And I dominated all of them. I fucking was so good. And people still shit on me and question my ability. I fucking hate it. And the one guy from like The Wire and whatever else he's in, who's like your, he's like buddies with your father and is kind of a mentor character, I guess he's supposed to be. I, I think he's supposed to be like your, your, your person who's from your past who's with you. And they got to the point in the story where it's like, okay, you can go with this big agency for marketing and all that shit. Or you can stay with this person who's been with you since the beginning. And I was like, fucking, this guy's always seemed like a slimy piece of shit who doesn't have my best interest and is just looking for a way to make money through me. I'm absolutely going with the massive organization who are, you know, right out there in the open, straightforward. That's what they want as well. Let me just go with them because I don't want to fucking deal with this guy. I don't ever want to see him in my fucking story again. That was the easiest decision I've ever made in that game. But I'm... I'm just looking forward to the story going bye-bye. But uh, I'm still really enjoying that game. Tons of fun. Then with Skater XL, there is a an achievement for, like, I don't know, traveling 40 kilometers or something in-game. And if you try to do that normally, it would take you years, probably. But there is a bug in the game where on the downtown... Los Angeles map, you can because you can you can move your starting point anywhere on the map, and one of the buildings near the initial starting point, you can go inside of it, and that you know you're not supposed to be able to do that, but you set up your spawn point there on a platform, and then you fall off, and you have to maneuver around and and find the right points because if you don't hit it just right, you like freeze up, it'll lock up after like I don't know dropping. 50 feet or something but if you hit, you get everything right and you don't hit that stopping point you'll just keep falling endlessly and that counts as distant traveled so i've been leaving my console on with skater xl just playing and yeah i'm at like 62 percent, i think so i <laughs> i look forward to when that is just done with and i could turn off my xbox like a normal human being and not be this dumbass who's trying to get this stupid achievement. I just, I look at that achievement and achievements like that. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. You shouldn't, you should not put achievements in here that expect or, or require thousands of hours of playtime. That's just insane. But whatever. It doesn't even matter because the final achievement, which I think is called Achievement Hunter, is for unlocking everything else except when you unlock all the other achievements that one is bugged and doesn't currently unlock so i still have a few other ones that i haven't messed around with and i'm not going to touch the other ones until i hear word that the game's been fixed if it ever does get fixed but uh yeah that has been my skater xl experience i haven't really played much of it and then space base startopia as i mentioned at the top of the show 
is currently in early access in, in the Xbox preview program. I, I don't know about PC, but because it's on Xbox, you can try it for free. I think I think it's varying between games, but the like usual amount of time you get is two hours. So I definitely recommend doing that if the game sounds interesting. But it very much is an early access game, and I don't think it's transitioned the controller that well uh, from my initial impression. And, and part of my problem is that like I haven't put that much time into it, so keep everything I say with a grain of salt and all that nonsense. But this is, first and foremost, it is like a pseudo-sequel, spiritual successor kind of remake, I guess, of Startopia game. I've never played, but I'm pretty sure I've heard of, but I have no experience with it, so I can't comment on how they compare or any of that stuff. But the way it works is that you have this little space base, and you are setting things up, building structures and all that jazz, so that visitors can come and have a good time. So it's like this management sim, but then there's also an RTS element when other aliens will come and attack, and it has that element to it, which I haven't messed around with at all. But the problem with the game for me uh, is that this is something I expect from any sim slash strategy game. And if they don't have something like this, I'm immediately turned off. And that is a good tutorial. The tutorial in Space Space, Space, Space Base Startopio, as it currently is, just sucks. And it sucks in that it tells you what to do, but it doesn't tell you how to do. It's not it's not giving you the button prompts you need to press. Or like go into this menu and then find this here or click this and this button together to bring up the shortcut or to use as a shortcut to bring up this menu. It's telling you none of that. So it it, it was incredibly frustrating as I constantly kept going through this tutorial and then it would tell me do this and then I'd be like, "Okay, how?" How do I do it? Are you going to tell me how to do it? Like, what buttons do I press? Where do I find this? Where do I go? And I just had to figure that out on my own. And I hate that experience. It just made me more and more frustrated with the game and started to piss me off because there are two things a tutorial is supposed to do. One, tell you what you need to do. But then more importantly, two, tell you how to do it. You know, I, I'm, I feel like what you have to do is something you can probably figure out pretty easily like things will just play out that way but knowing how to do it is more important and i think it's incredibly important in these types of games these strategy simulation games that are deep and have all these systems in place and all these different places that you can go and navigate all these different menus and sub menus and all that kind of shit i want the game to give me the ability to work through all that. Like, I, I want the I want the game to teach me how to, you know, play it. Uh, and I, I just think that space 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 startopia. God, I I fuck I can't say space space. I hate that word apparently. But uh, I I want the game to be better at that. Uh, so yeah, I may jump back in at some point but yeah right now it's just it's a bit rough and also like visually the aesthetic the art style not bad but there are quirks to it playing on the series x of course 
and there's like weird flickering going on with like the background and certain objects in the environment and then there's also like these weird jitters that happen with pieces of the, of the geometry that is a little bit it's distracting but it also is slightly for me headache inducing in the same way that like screen tearing is so that is something to be aware of but like i said if you have an xbox it is part of the preview program and every preview program has a trial you know of varying lengths i think you know they, they might range between like 60 and 120 minutes depending on the game and and what they decide to do but you'll have enough time to at least go through the tutorials and get a handle of things and and see if the game is up your alley and if you want to dive in uh, during this early access period it is not a cheap game it's not like you get a discount or much of a discount for this period because I, I got a code for it but i think to purchase it outright is 54 dollars, 53.99 and maybe it'll go up to you know uh, 59.99 so you might be getting a 10 percent discount for being part of early access and to me i i i think you should get at least a 20 percent discount for going into a game that is an early access, you know, and maybe more depending on the stage of it. If it's really early, they can give you more if it's like in the alpha stage or something. But uh, yeah, that that's it in terms of what I've been playing. And I feel like I'm already going to hit that fucking 30 minute mark. Gosh, darn it. So I'm going to get the negative out of the way with what I've been watching uh so wonder woman 1984 i watched maybe like an hour and 50 minutes of it and then i just i couldn't take it anymore i thought it was incredibly boring and stupid and i enjoyed not a single second of the bit i've watched i didn't enjoy anyone i didn't enjoy any of the characters i think it was like a waste of kristen wig and uh pascal what is his name his full name uh but the guy from the mandalorian uh and, and, and yeah what's her name like the the thing with chris pine and gal gadot however you say her name uh him coming back it's just oh god i did not enjoy any of it it was just it was bad it was real real bad and it makes me want to go back to the first one and, and see if i actually like that movie because i remember really liking that up until like the last half hour or so where they get into the end game of that the final act and they have her fighting against this big bad who like i maybe he was hinted at early on but i was like who is this where do they come from did were they did they talk about this person i'm just like okay all right and then the fight wasn't great either but uh yeah wonder woman 84 1984 not a fan not a fan and then onward i heard a lot of people saying they were pleasantly surprised by it and that it ended in such a strong way and so many people talk about crying at the end. I didn't get my hopes up. I, I didn't suddenly think, oh, I, I, I'm excited to watch this. I'm, I mean, it took me this long to watch it after all. But I watched it and I was pretty bored out of my mind the whole time. I was really unimpressed. It felt like a mid-tier DreamWorks movie, not even a top tier. You know, I, I, would, I would rather watch the first how to how to train your dragons but that's also just a good movie that's like the one good dreamworks movie and i would rather watch despicable me 
one and two and the minions movie which i'm not overly fond of but they have their moments that stick out and i do like the minions overall so you know judge me for that all you want Uh, but yeah onward did nothing for me just bored and the the final bit sure sweet nice all that jazz you can cry and that's fine but since I wasn't invested in these characters' lives and the characters themselves, it did absolutely nothing for me. In the same way that, spoilers for The Last of Us, the first one, the first 15, 20 minutes of The Last of Us, sad, yes. Did it hit me in the feels? No, because I just met these characters. I've had no experiences with them, and so I didn't have the time to get invested in them. And and when the girl died i was like fucking okay sad this is sad for him this this uh, you know her digital father because they've spent their life together but like i just fucking met her you want me to fucking cry i i don't know anything about her i just you know that's not that's not how i work in the same way that's like you know celebrities die or whatever i don't give a shit i mean it's sad but i don't know them personally you know i may appreciate and love their work but i don't know them on a personal level so i don't feel like oh my god oh, this person died and now I'm, I'm sad. I mean, like, sure. You know, I, I grew up on Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Love Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, you know, I, I wish he was able to do more good work these days. I mean, he still does some decent things that are just direct-to-video and all that kind of jazz. But, like, if I found out he died, I'd be like, oh, that's sad. But I'm not going to fucking cry about it because I don't know him. And he doesn't know me. So, like, I, I often feel like that is a very weird take and and a way of living like i just feel like i'm in the minority of not getting emotionally invested in celebrities who i don't know on a personal level but whatever uh yeah that's onward so ted lasso is an incredible show it retroactively even though i finished it or i think i started and finished it in 2021 it is retroactively my favorite show of 2020 i had a phenomenal time with it. I didn't know what I was going to say there. I think I was going to be like fucking something and then I was like, forget it. Let's go with phenomenal. But I had a a wonderful time with it. It is so delightful. It is an overwhelmingly positive show. It is the most feel-good show I've watched in years. I can't think of a show that is just this positive, even though there are sad things happening in it, like there's, you know, divorce and these other things. There, there are parts of it that are just like if you look at them outside of the tone of the show and the way the show handles everything they're incredibly sad but the way the show handles everything it it just can't help but make you feel good and I think it is the perfect show for now especially like I don't want to talk about it you know but like 2020 wasn't a great year 2021 not off to a great start I'm not really surprised by what happened in the Capitol and all that. And that's just me being like a huge pessimist. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's sad. It's disappointing. It's depressing. It's embarrassing. It is, it's, it is the, the, the state of the world right now. Not the state of the world. It's the state of the fucking United States. Um, but yeah. If you are feeling like overwhelmed by the state of everything right now, 
Ted Lasso was such a joy and it sucks that like I mean it's okay that it's part of Apple Plus's whatever because I think the majority of people who are subscribed to it are subscribed to it because they got a year for free for getting a new phone or a new tablet or whatever, new Apple device. Here's a year of Apple Plus. I mean, that's the only reason I have it and the only reason I would have ended up watching the show. I hope it comes out on Blu-ray or for digital purchase in the near future because it is such a fantastic show. It is absolutely worth subscribing for a free trial or you know whatever, a month's worth, whatever that costs, five bucks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it is just such a wonderful, delightful show. I watched two episodes Friday evening last week, and then I watched the following eight the next morning, just one after another. I just binged the whole thing because it was just such an easy watch. They're half-hour-long episodes, uh, 10 episodes in total. Fucking such a great show. And it I it kind of cemented the th- the thing I already knew, I guess, that I am, I'm a fan of Jason Sudeikis. I, I just enjoy him. Even movies that I don't overall like, I like him in them. There's just something about him. I like him. Good dude. This show is amazing. I can't recommend it highly enough. It knocked the Mandalorian off its perch and is the new reigning king of 2020 and then soul is the first pixar movie that i overwhelmingly enjoyed since up uh the only one in between up and soul that i can think of that i enjoyed and that i didn't have a problem with here there i could be missing something is uh, the incredibles 2 i enjoyed that even though you know it was just more of the same. But it, it was, I think, probably their best sequel. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is out there. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, Toy Story 2 falls into, into that same realm of more of the same. But I think Incredibles 2 is better. Uh, and then when I rewatch Inside Out, I enjoy that more. But that's it. Um, so, yeah. And speaking of Inside Out, Soul feels very much like Inside Out, but for adults. And what I really like about Soul is that it is, I can't speak to the marketing or anything, but the movie is just unapologetically aimed at adults and being like this midlife crisis type of state. Like it, that, I think, is why it works so much for me. One, I love music. I love jazz music, and that aspect of it is great. Uh, the Art style grew on me, but took some getting used to. But I I just like the fact that for so long, Pixar has been making movies that are really aimed towards adults and young adults, but acting like they're for kids. And they finally just made a movie that's just fucking for adults. And I appreciate that. Uh, Even though, you know, I'm sure... The marketing is still aiming it towards kids and whatever. But like, this is probably the Pixar movie that I look at the most and I think to myself, outside of the cat, that whole bit, which a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like the cat shit. I don't know what a kid would really get out of this movie. Like, it, it just doesn't seem for them at all. And I've seen people count that, uh, or, you know, lay criticism 
uh, against that, being like, oh, this, you know, why they should be making kids' movies. Like, have you been watching their movies? Like, their movies aren't super kid friendly. Like, at least to me, the 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 way I look at a kids' movie, like Coco, to me, not a, not a kids' movie. You know, there's sure there might be these colorful things, but like the things that are happening in it can be super dark in a way that I do not like. And yeah, uh, I've been not the biggest Pixar fan for a long time, but Soul has not righted the ship, but it's been this pleasant surprise. And I'm, I'm happy I watched it. And it's something I actually want to watch again, which I can't say about a lot of Pixar movies as of late. And then the the two oldies I watched, Libel Lady and Arabesque. Libel Lady is a another William William Powell Myrna Loy joint, the the duo uh, behind the Thin Man movies, and this one also has Spencer Tracy in it. And Myrna Loy is this I, I don't think she's like an heiress, but she's like a part of a, a rich family. And Spencer Tracy is like the editorial chief or whatever of a newspaper of a magazine and they write this piece about her being a husband stealer or whatever and this is where the title comes in you know she and her, her father want to sue the paper for libel for you know slandering her for uh defamation of character etc you know they want to sue the paper for like five million dollars and spencer tracy hires william powell who's a writer to go in undercover and make her fall for him so that they can get pictures. He gets married to someone just for the the purpose of this so that they can turn her into a husband-stealing person. And it's a lot of fun, great chemistry, as to be expected. You know, William Powell and Myrna Lawrence just have great chemistry. You know, that's why they did so many Thin Man movies together. And it plays out as one would expect, and it's just a lot of fun. I had I had a blast with it. Definitely recommend that. And then Arabesque is this spy thriller with Gregory Peck and Sophia Loren where Gregory Peck is this professor who is the professor of like English and languages and whatever. And there is this Middle Eastern prince or something uh, who is in danger and there is this thing people are trying to find and these hieroglyphic uh, hieroglyphics hieroglyphics and whatnot that need to be deciphered and they use Gregor Peck and like I it's just a lot of nonsense it's it's a weird ass movie that goes in weird places and just keeps getting weirder and weirder and has plenty of twists and turns and it's absolute nonsense completely ridiculous but I enjoyed it for both its ridiculousness and its nonsensical nature and I think it like you will either like it or, or not. Like I, I can't see you going away from it and being like, yeah, it was fine. Because it's just it's either you, you're in for the, the the nonsense or you're not. But I was in for the nonsense and I had a good time with it. So yeah, that is Arab esque, and yeah, that is it and that is all for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Let me check the time. Fucking goddamn it, I'm over thirty minutes. I knew it. I could tell. I was like, oh shit. Uh boy. Anywho, once again, 
I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, Attack the Backlog, and Unamazingly Baco, one of the <laughs> most popular podcasts in Poland, all of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also check out the art I make on the site, and if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. You can't watch this particular show, so I fucked that up already. Anywho, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye!